Backside. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Prison Officer Podcast, uh, another episode of The Basics here. And today I want to talk about cell searches or shakedowns, or you, you may call it several different things, but uh, I want to talk about how we keep our institution uh, you know, as free as we can of contraband, how we keep drugs and weapons to the minimum, and how we keep control of our housing unit, because all of these are tied in to the same thing. But before you step out there and you do that first shakedown, uh, there's a few things, you know, when I work a new housing unit, that first day I, I'll do a couple of shakedowns. I'm not real intent on trying to find something that first day. I'm just making my myself present and make sure that they see me doing shakedowns. But those first couple of days in the unit, what I want to do is watch the inmates because it helps you to target the shakedowns or cell searches that you're going to do from that point on. How do the inmates interact with each other? When you make your rounds, take a look at who's hanging out with who, who's living rich and who's living poor in your housing unit. You know, there's a clue to a lot of what's going on. Um, do they have a locker that's just stacked full of ramen noodles and, and Zuzus and wham whams, or do they have uh, you know, a stack of porn, you know, those are all things that show, you know, money and show that that inmates living pretty well, or maybe he has stuff stolen that's been stolen and moved into the housing unit from the kitchen. You know, if he's eating fresh food, that's getting brought in from the kitchen and he's buying it that way. That also shows an inmate who has uh, a certain amount of money or control in that housing unit, you know? So that's some of the stuff you want to look for, which inmates are dressed the nicest. Who's getting the new shoes. You know, those are some of the things shoes are very important in, in prison. And it's something that we keep our eyes on because, uh, not only do inmates want the best shoes or get the best shoes in, but they'll trade them. They're worth a lot of money. So they could trade them for anything from drugs to tobacco to sex or any of the other things that they would trade of value. Another thing that I like to do when, uh, when I started in a new housing unit or, uh, when I was, uh, doing that kind of stuff is I I'd go talk to my investigative services. You know, those are some of the guys I want to speak to and find out who they're watching and see what they can tell me is going on in my housing unit. And I'd say 99% of the time I've always had good luck and, uh, they've been forthcoming and always had stuff to tell me. Matter of fact, sometimes they'll, they'll say, Hey, we know this is in the housing unit. Watch this guy or watch that guy. And, uh, so that always helps, but try to get an idea of what's going on in your housing unit so that you can be more targeted in your searches and your shakedowns. And so that you can do those in a way that's producing the best results for you. And then you want to take some time and find out, you know, where's some of this stuff coming from is the guy who has that large amount of commissary or who you think's dealing drugs in the unit. Are they getting a lot of visits? Is it, is it possible that they're bringing drugs in through the visiting room? It's there's usually a correlation there. You know, sometimes they'll, they'll pass it off and use a middleman, but they're still living well, just because they don't get in trouble, just because you don't catch them with contraband. If they're living pretty well in prison, there's a reason so they are involved in 
one of the many operations that's going on, whether it be drugs or sex or, or whatever. Uh, we want to start paying attention to patterns. Do you see the same inmates in the same areas over and over and over again? Do you see the same inmates standing watch? You know, that was one of the things that we always looked for. Is there an inmate when you're walking? And when I worked at Leavenworth or Missouri State Penn, those are, those are long tiers, you know, a hundred yards long. And if you're watching the cell right next to you, as you come onto the housing unit, you're probably missing something. So when I walk onto that housing unit, I want to look down towards the other end and I want to see what inmate was standing against the wall. Looks like he's not really doing anything, but he's watching that doorway. And the minute that a CO walks in or somebody else walks in, you'll see them duck into a cell. Well, that's someone who's watching out for whatever's going on in that cell, whether they're splitting up money or drugs or whether they're doing tattoos or maybe they're just making sandwiches. I don't know, but you've got the, those lookouts. Are you seeing lookouts in the same places in front of the same cells? And that's a clue for you. That's one of those cells that you want to put on your list. Now, I know most of the places that you work probably have a set number of cell shakedowns that you're supposed to do per day. Uh, in the Bureau of Prisons, it was five. I talked to somebody in jail, uh, working in jail the other day, medium-sized jail, and they said they were supposed to do two a day. So you're probably going to run into, you know, you have to do a certain amount. And those are good shakedowns. Go in there, do your basic shakedown, see what you come up with, keep your eyes open. Uh, you might luck into, you know, finding a shank or finding some drugs or finding some information that you can pass on to investigations. But most of the time with your normal shakedown, um, you're going to end up with a lot of contraband stuff. One of the things I guess I want to talk about too is what is contraband? What are you looking for while you're in there? Before we get on to the next part, let's talk about what contraband is. I, I always had a hard time teaching this. People, you know, it's hard to say this one thing is contraband. But one of the ways that I taught what contraband was, was at one of my last joints, I made a course of display board. You all have them at your joint and a display board that showed different shanks and tattoo guns and, and stingers and heaters and, and different stuff like that. And then I put together a, a list, a worksheet that listed everything that was on those shanks or tattoo guns or, you know, that inmates had taken to make those. And I'd pass that worksheet out and I'd ask them before I showed them anything. Here's a list of stuff. I want you to put an X next to what is contraband. And, you know, this list contains several things. You know, I'll read off some of them. Duct tape, uh, a toothbrush, a spork, fingernail clippers, masking tape, a nylon nut, a wooden dowel, some plastic wrap, dental floss, a strip of bed sheet, a razor blade, a sock, a latex glove, some medical tape. You know, some of those are, you know, those catch your eyeball immediately and you go, well, that's contraband. And then some of those you're like, well, I don't know. Well, what I do then was bring out the board that I had the shanks and the tattoo guns uh, attached to and show it to them. And everything on that worksheet was used in some part to build that contraband, that contraband tattoo gun or that contraband, you know, that shank, that weapon, uh, whatever it is. So it just goes to show that almost anything inside prison can be considered contraband. So what are you looking to take from an inmate when you go in that cell? Well, if they don't need it, 
or if it's been altered, then absolutely you need to take that out of the cell. A button on a shirt isn't contraband. A button laying by itself is contraband. Um, you know, a sock by itself isn't contraband, but a sock that's been torn up or is being used for something else is contraband. You know, so is a, oh, a, a rubber band, a piece of masking tape on their own. They're not necessarily contraband, but what use is an inmate going to put those two other than contraband? So if I see that stuff, I'm going to collect it up. I'm going to get it out of the cell. And I've spoke to this before, but never leave a cell without taking something. You know, I've seen the logbooks, cell search completed, you know, March 29th, nothing found. How do you walk in an inmate's cell in a jail or a prison and find nothing? That's impossible. Every cell, every inmate has contraband in their cell. And you should take some of that and you should take it out of the cell with you. And if for no other reason, so that they know that you're in there, that you're looking at what they've got and that it matters what they have in their cell, we're not letting them do what they want. We're not letting them control the direction of the housing unit. We're going to do that. We're going to minimize the weapons. We're going to minimize tattooing and drugs and alcohol. So that's some of the things that, you know, contraband wise that I'm going to look for and I'm going to take. But what's some of the other things we're going to look for while we're in there doing a shakedown? You know, I like to do it methodically, but don't do it in a pattern. If you're going to go to the left and start at the left and work your way around, that's great. But every once in a while, go to the right and start that direction. So what's some of the things we're going to look for? What, what are we looking for as we're going through their property and the stuff that they have in their cell? There's a lot of things to be looking for. Dirty laundry. People usually don't like messing around with dirty laundry. You know, it's got their underwear and their socks and, and maybe there's some wet clothes in there and, and you really don't want to mess with that. You think the inmates don't know that? That's a good place for them to hide stuff. So dump that laundry out on the floor. Go through it. See what they've hidden in there. That, that's one that I always go to. Don't be afraid to dump out and go through uh, a dirty laundry bag. You know, don't be afraid to reach into shoes and socks. Be careful. Of course, you know, we're always looking for whether or not there's needles and, and sharp instruments in there. Check the pockets. Check the folds on the clothes, the seams that are hanging up. Those get missed a lot by staff. Staff will dig through a locker. They'll go for, you know, 30 minutes digging through a locker and walk by the coat that's hanging on the hook on the way in. So I always check those pockets. I always check those seams. You're looking in their clothing to see if there's cuts. Is there holes? Is there, have they made some sort of pocket? Have they sewn any pockets into their clothing? And where I come from, that makes that piece of clothing contraband. I'm not going to allow them to keep that because there's no other reason for them to sew pockets in there than for them to transport contraband throughout the prison. So that's something I'm going to look for. Another one that I see staff overlook sometimes is, is homemade screwdrivers. And you'll see inmates who will, it's, it, you know, it might just be the end of a paper clip smashed flat. And then they'll take a little piece of a wooden dowel and then they'll tell you, oh, that's for my eyeglasses. Well, we don't allow inmates to work on stuff. 
mechanical like that. If they do, they'll have a job and they'll have tools issued to them at that job. But the only thing you're allowing them to do by giving them tools in their cell is to take things apart. And sometimes that includes security equipment and stuff that has to do with the security of our institutions. And we don't need them altering or messing with any of that stuff. So don't allow those homemade tools. Coolers. I know you guys have all seen uh, where they have the little water cooler. Uh, you Igloo ones were ones that have been floating around for years. Uh, check those. A lot of times those will separate. Normally there's an outer plastic shell. And then on the inside there is a foam, uh, like a hard foam insulation. And then an inner shell. Well, what they'll do is they'll take that apart to where that shell will slide off there and then they can hide stuff between those two pieces of plastic. So see if you can take those coolers apart. Shoes and boots are another place that I usually spend a little bit of time. It's something that they'll manipulate and that they'll cut holes in or make it easier for them to carry drugs when they're going to the housing unit out to the yard. Um, so I'm going to pull out the soles. I'm going to check on those. Sometimes they'll pull out the soles, then they'll dig a hole in that rubber below in the, in the sole of the shoe. And that way they have a little place there to hide some drugs. Some of them have unglued the plastic or rubber around the outside to where it'll lift out or pull out. So that's something that we want to go through, uh, very well is the shoes. Uh, I have found a ton of weapons and drugs in shoes. One of my biggest drug finds was in a pair of shoes. Uh, I found 15 hits and an eight ball of black tar heroin hidden in a shoe in a false compartment. You're, you're going to find that they use that a lot because people tend to take them off, make them walk through the metal detector. They'll sit the shoes on the table and then they'll grab the shoes and go on. And the shoes don't get looked over real well. Um, what else? Another thing that um, is pay attention to whether or not they have tape and glue. You know, you're looking for whether or not they've wrapped duct tape around a pencil. Sometimes they steal hot glue and it'll be in little balls that they'll keep. Well, why would they do that? Or how about magnets? Um, why would we allow them to have any of that stuff? Magnets allow them to hide weapons uh, and allow them to hide drugs up inside where it's hard to find, maybe inside a locker, maybe inside a vent and magnets allow them to do that. So that's something don't even allow them to keep it. Even if they say, Oh, that holds up my daughter's picture. No, you, you're not allowed to have magnets, uh, little pieces of glue. One of the things that I've ran into over and over and over is cracker boxes, cereal boxes. So they'll take that glue, they'll hide their contraband in it inside the box, inside the cracker box per se. And then they'll take some of that glue and glue the lid back together. And so when we get there, it looks like it's never been opened since it left commissary. And then they'll open it back up and then do whatever they're going to do. And then they'll glue it back together. So don't allow them to have glue, tape, um, magnets, any of that stuff, paper clips, rubber bands, those aren't things inmates need in their cell, and they have taken those from office supplies of the officers and stuff, because I'm pretty much going to guarantee that they didn't buy them in the commissary, although I have not seen every commissary. Never let an inmate watch you while you're doing a shakedown. They don't need to learn your patterns. They don't need to learn where you look, and that's the reason 
They want to stand there by that cell and, and look in the cell while you're shaken down. Don't ever allow them to do that. The only thing they're doing is trying to find your patterns. And the better you are at hiding your patterns, the better you are at not having a pattern, the harder it is for them to get away. Because if they watch you long enough and they see, oh, well, he doesn't look right there. He never looks under the right corner of the bed because it's hard to get to. Well, you where you think they're going to hide stuff from now on, right corner of the bed. So make sure that they're not standing there outside the door. Besides that, it's not safe. What if you do find their drugs or their knife or whatever? Um, now you're going to be in a fight and you're probably going to be in a compromised position, you know, bent over looking under the bed or in the locker or whatever. So never let them stand at the door. Always make them go somewhere else and you'll let them know when you're done shaking down their cell. I loved kind of the game of it. I, I was a shake. I love shaking down. I carried a little portable mirror so that I could see under and behind stuff. I carried a little wedge of wood so that I could, you know, shove that up behind a cork board or, uh, stuff like that, that was attached to the wall, because a lot of times they'll try to slide shanks up there and be so that they're held up there with the tension of the, uh, the cork board or the black board or whatever in the housing unit. And I know a lot of places don't allow this used to, I carried a multi-tool and that way I was able to get into some of the stuff that they were into. Because if you think inmates haven't taken the plugins and the unit apart, uh, you're, you're mistaking yourself. You're, you're fooling yourself. Uh, they have, and they hide stuff in there, but I did, I carried those little tools and I loved going after it and finding stuff. I found all kinds of shanks in my career. I, I kept a little notebook of them uh, that I show off to rookies when I'm training and stuff. But um, it, it is a rewarding part of the job um, to enjoy that chase and catching them and preventing what could potentially be safety hazards in your housing unit. You know, it may not seem like much, but everybody knows that a weapon can get somebody hurt. But if you've catch somebody with eight or nine apples and that didn't get turned into hooch and you didn't end up with a couple of white boys drunk fighting, wanting to riot, that may have saved, you know, uh, some people. It may have kept some people from getting hurt. Uh, you may have kept somebody from getting overdosed on drugs. It really is. Uh, if you make a game out of it, it'll keep you busy during the day and it's productive work. And that's the thing about it. It really is productive work. And it lets those inmates know that that housing unit belongs to you. You're not just going to sit back watching the computer and let them do what they want. You're going to actively manage what's in your housing unit. And that goes a long ways with the integrity and the professionalism of being a correctional officer. So... Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Basics, and uh, we will talk at you soon. Be safe out there. One, two, three. One, two, three.